Hi, this is Nick Forster. This week in E-Town, we're going to celebrate our 30 years on the air one more time by looking at our 2003 season with a very special show with a couple of great singers and a really strong award. And that show starts right now. From the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town with this week's guests. From Ontario, Canada, rounder recording artist Kathleen Edwards. And from Fort Worth, Texas and Nashville, Tennessee, New West recording artist Delbert McClinton. Right now, here's your host, Nick Forster. Thank you, Ellen. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to E-Town. We get together to listen to some live music, spend a little time together. Glad you could join us. I don't know if you ever heard this story about uh, these couple of musicians in Nashville hanging around, talking to each other. One guy says to the other one, so what kind of music do you play? And the guy says, I play both kinds, country and western. <laughs> and uh, our first guest is a guy who, in his own way, does play both kinds, country and western and rhythm and blues and rock and roll and he does all of those things with the kind of authority and class that comes from more than 40 years on the road he gets better at it all the time he is the ruler of the roadhouse and he's here with a great band today would you please welcome back to e-town mr delbert mcclinton <laughs>
Thank you. It's good to be back here in town. I'm glad to be here, so. We'll do another one for you right now. Did you ever meet somebody that likes all the same things you do? Somebody who can make you or break you anytime they want to. I met her at a red light, love at first sight. Can this be true? Well, she's good for me, and she told me I was good for her too. Now I don't wanna jump into anything. Trying to use some self-restraint But man, it's amazing She's the same kind of crazy as me It's getting hard to use a ladder Call to keep climbing down Just to kiss her And if she's out of my side For a minute or two I start to miss her We stay all tangled up In each other's arms And it's so nice she talks in her sleep, but she always gets my name right. Now, if there's anything at all that's wrong with her, it's something I just can't see. There ain't no doubt about it, she's the same kind of crazy as me. Wild, wild nights, we're chasing each other through the on the bass, Lynn Williams back here on the drums, 
Rob McNally on the guitar, Terry Townsend on the trumpet, and Don Wise on tenor sax. Thank you. She left a lipstick letter on the mirror, shattered on the bathroom floor. All I could put back together, never see me no more. Took all her clothes but one red dress, the one she knows I like. All I could do was clean up the mess and wonder where she'd go. I had a sky blue ragtop Mustang in 1964. She drove it off into the night till it just wouldn't go no more. Caught a ride on into town Bought some gas and laid the top down Then she burned that pony to the ground On the desert in New Mexico When Rita leaves Rita's gone Never known a love so strong Or so crazy when she's been done wrong When Rita leaves Rita's gone I've never known a love so strong 
Delbert McClinton, his fine band, Don Wise, Terry Thompson, Rob McNally, Kevin McKendry, Lynn Williams, George Hawkins. They'll be back, play some more music, second half of the show. We'll be back with more music from Delbert McClinton and Kathleen Edwards from our 2003 season after a short break. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. You're listening to E-Town. Nick Forster, listening to E-Town, Delbert McClinton, I think should be a national treasure. It's just like, what's wrong with that? What's not to like about that kind of music? You know, come on. It's the best. It's great stuff. He's going to be back uh, later on. And coming up from Ontario, Canada, Kathleen Edwards is a young singer and songwriter who's getting all kinds of attention with good reason. She'll be up in just a little bit to play some music. But before we get back to music, I want to remind you that this is E-Town, one of the things we do every week is to celebrate the work of somebody who's decided to help out, to make things better for their neighborhood or their hometown or beyond. We all need to know that uh, there are, in fact, good things happening out there, hopeful things, people taking small steps to fight big problems. And we're going to introduce you to one of those people right now. It's the E-Achievement Award. Here comes Helen to tell you about this week's winner. Thanks, Nick. This week's story has an interesting twist. Uh, it's one that came to us from a past Achievement Award winner, none other than our friend Dr. Jane Goodall, noted animal behaviorist and advocate. And she's written in to nominate her friend, Dr. Martin Lazar of Dallas, Texas. Her letter begins, in the 1980s, Dr. Lazar traveled as a consultant to Asia and South Africa. Over and over again, he saw people dying or needlessly suffering for lack of basic medical supplies and equipment. Back in his own operating room in the U.S., he witnessed the same sort of items being thrown away. 
These were items that were unused and many of them were still in their original packaging. So he decided to salvage the medical surplus and get it into the hands of those who so desperately needed it. Jane goes on to say, I know from personal experience about the incredible impact Martin's efforts have had. His program, called Medicent, brings an element of compassion and a new measure of fiscal responsibility to America's healthcare system. Signed, Dr. Jane Goodall. Now, Nick, we've reached our winner. He's waiting on the phone. He's at home in Dallas, and he's going to tell us more about all this. So please join me now in welcoming Dr. Martin Lazar. Dr. Lazar, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much, Nick. Thank you for joining us by phone. You're a doctor. What kind of a doctor are you? I do uh, neurological surgery, neck, nurse surgery. That's brain and spinal cord surgery. And uh, in Jane's letter, she talked about you traveling to other countries and seeing challenges in their hospitals and medical situations there. Can you describe some of that? I've seen the good and I've seen the bad. I've seen patients who don't have beds and are lying on pallets on the floor. I've seen patients who don't have sheets and they use newspapers really to cover them. I've been in places where there are no pillows for women who are delivering and they use logs. I've seen doctors and nurses frustrated because although being well-trained in countries like the United States, Canada, England, France, Belgium, Germany, Japan, Australia, despite being well-trained, they don't have the basic wherewithal to do the things they've been trained to do and to save lives. So you were aware of the situation where there was a need in other countries, you were aware of the surplus in this country. Was there an event or a moment in your life where you decided that you were going to personally get involved and do something? Well, you're very perceptive. Yes, there was. I was in China, and I was visiting, among other people, uh, China's foremost ophthalmic eye surgeon. And I had brought with me some extraordinarily fine eye suture and needle and this man, who was trained in West Virginia, literally cried because he had not seen this type of suture in over 10 years. And here we were bringing him several dozen of them. And, of course, he knew exactly what to do with it, and uh, he was so very grateful. That caused me to recognize that I needed to do something yeah. about this. In your experience, there's plenty of equipment to go around or plenty of supplies to go around. In this country, we create on an average of about six and a quarter billion, that's a B, billion dollars worth of surplus medical, surgical, diagnostic, and therapeutic equipment and supplies every single year. Wow. So six and a quarter billion dollars in surplus, what generally happens to the surplus? What does that mean? Well, most of it goes into landfill. A good proportion of it goes into warehouses. Almost every hospital in this country has a warehouse filled to capacity. It costs us just short of $1 billion a year to maintain the surplus that we create. Wow. Most of the surplus that goes into landfill will never biodegrade, never. For example, in every operating room, when a surgeon is operating, they'll often have an extra pair of gloves available. In neurosurgery, we work with bone, and I can tear a pair of gloves. The nurse has one ready almost immediately for me to change. If I only tear one glove, what happens to the other one? We throw it away. 
One of the things that Medisend International does is take gloves like that. If we only have a left glove, we'll find a right glove that matches it at some point because it'll be sent in from one of the 12 states that already supplies us. So how do you get your supplies and how do you distribute them? The supplies come in donated for free from hospitals now in 12 states shipping to Dallas. We have thousands and thousands of volunteers working in our warehouse, which is about 45,000 square feet now. The recipients usually find us either by word of mouth or by accessing our website at www.medisend, that's M-E-D-I-S-E-N-D.org. And, in fact, a once qualified recipient can shop via the Internet and actually pick out those items that they want. Do you have any idea of the volume of medical supplies you've been able to distribute to places that wouldn't otherwise see them? tens of millions of dollars regularly all over the world. And are you still involved in the work, or is it all? Neck nurse surgery is a full-time job. Uh, Medicent is a second full-time job. I love what I do, and it's uh, very fulfilling. Uh, It's always inspiring to hear about somebody who gets an idea, wants to make a difference, wants to get something started that will help people, and then actually does what they set out to do and has that good effort grow and expand uh, well beyond, I'm sure, your original vision. So on behalf of all of us here at E-Town and also on behalf of uh, Jane Goodall, who sent the letter of nomination, who told us about you, I just want to say congratulations and thank you for telling us your story. Nick, you're very kind and I appreciate the honor of this. Thank you, Dr. Lazar. We're going to send you a Framed Achievement Award certificate and uh, I'm sure people are going to find out more about your, your work on your website. Thank you very much. Once again, congratulations to Dr. Martin Lazar, Dallas, Texas, the winner of this week's Achievement Award. Thanks to Dr. Jane Goodall, who uh, nominated our winner this week. Jane, our best wishes to you, and thanks so much for taking the time to write us. And for our listening audience, if you'd like more information about Martin Lazar and his organization, Medicend, Or if you have an idea of someone you think deserves some recognition for the work they're doing, whether it's a stranger you've heard about or even someone you know personally, send in their story. They could end up on the air. You can reach us here in E-Town. You can send us an email at info at etown.org. Or write us the old-fashioned way at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. How about that, Achievement Award winner? Dr. Lazar down in Dallas. Dallas, Fort Worth, that's where Delbert comes from too. See, Texas is full of all kinds of amazing stuff. Um, Delbert McClinton and his band are coming right up and they're gonna play some more music in a while. But first, I wanna tell you about our next guest. Kathleen Edwards has lived in South Korea and Switzerland. She plays the violin, she's Canadian. And all of that stuff is interesting and everything, but the thing that's important to know about her is that she is a songwriter who has a way of dragging you into these life situations that feel like yours, and then uh, she leaves you there when the song's over. And that's a good thing. I don't, don't get me wrong, that's a really good thing. She's just, she's a really good songwriter, good singer and performer. And this is her first time here. Very happy to have her with us. She's um, brought her friend Colin Cripps on guitar. Please welcome from Ontario, Canada, Kathleen Edwards.
Pushing the labels, credit card His name is at the door But no one knew what for He says he's got a strategy Cause I'm attached to the sanity Wire cars and Debts and dirty laundry You can't even make up my mind And you can't even make up my mind Cause you're just one more song your mouth cause reputations are in doubt write a hit so I can talk you up no one likes a girl who won't sober song with us. This is one of my favorite songs on the record. Um, I wrote it sort of right at the end of the batch of songs that are on the record and it's called Lone Wolf. Mm-hmm. 
and I, um, I live up in an area north of Ottawa in a rural area, and my neighbors are like sheep farmers and beekeepers, and we live in the province of Quebec, which is supposed to be the French province, but we're mostly English hippies up there. And I remember walking the dog one day, and this song just kind of came into my head, and, and I went back into the house and wrote it, and the next day I went to the studio and recorded it.
your new CD, which is out on Rounder and Zoe, has just been getting all kinds of rave reviews. And there have, in almost every review I read, there's been the reference to Lucinda Williams that's, or the comparison to Lucinda Williams. Is that okay with you? Is that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. it's a little incorrect to assume that she was one of my big influences because she really wasn't, but to be even in the same sense as her is obviously a huge compliment. And uh, it's like any artist, you know, they get compared to people when they first start out and all they really want to do is be identified as their own mm-hmm. self. And It's a tricky thing to try to listen to music and, I guess, extract the parts of what you're hearing that are true for you and still keep your own, you know, keep that from influencing you. In other words, to keep your own vision pure while gathering up all this other material. Yeah, I, I try not to let what other people are going to think of what I do sort of sway what I actually end up doing. And I think, you know, when I recorded my record, Failure, I didn't have people looking over my shoulder, and I think that's a huge part in creating music, is that you have to do it for yourself and not for other people first. Yeah. You've been doing all kinds of cool things lately, TV shows and all this, South by Southwest, you know, hanging out with Paul Schaefer and David Letterman. Was that like a cool thing? Or I got to, well, Bill Murray was on the show the same night as us, so it was great to play with them, Paul Schaefer and David Letterman, and to have, you know, David Letterman tower over me and give me a kiss. But um, what was really exciting was that Bill Murray made a sort of surprise appearance right before he went on, and I actually saw him take his shirt off backstage and... You know, it was a very, uh, oops, sorry, kind of moment. <laughs> I wouldn't have, I wouldn't uh, imagine that as necessarily being a good thing, but <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe he's in re- good, better shape than he looks. Well, I, 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 was, I watched Ghostbusters yesterday, and, and I kind of was looking at him going, I wish I'd seen him take a shirt off in right. that movie. Yeah. And <laughs> I just, yeah. I accidentally walked into Freddie King's dressing room years ago, and, and yeah. It was and it was about what he wasn't wearing. It was probably a little bit like that yeah. experience for you. Um, anyway, it must be fun because you're a young person, and this is relatively new, and you're out here just doing it, and people really seem to be paying attention now. Yeah, I, you know, it's wonderful to go and play in towns I've never been to, and and have more people come out to those shows than in my own hometown. (laughs) It's very exciting. That's pretty typical. Anyway, we're glad you're here, glad you stopped by. Colin, doing a nice job. Let's get back to music once again with Kathleen Edwards. So I guess if I played on the Ed Sullivan show 30 years ago, I wouldn't have been able to play this song. Wanna go get high? It's quite the enthusiastic audience. <laughs> Wanna go get high? My mercury is parked outside. Under the light Wanna take me to The parking lot of the old high school I 
And it's like you said We're turned up dead in the car And it's like you said We're turned up dead in the car Wanna go get high Mercury is parked outside Under the light Wanna take me to Kathleen Edwards. She's got Colin Cripps on the guitar. Kathleen Edwards, Ontario, Canada. We'll be back with more from this special show from our 2003 season after a short break. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. You're listening to E-Town.
I'm Nick Forster. Like say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like WZLO in Bangor, Maine, on KXCR in Florence, Oregon, and on WEVL, Weevil, in Memphis, Tennessee. Thank you for listening. As always, if you'd like to learn more about any of our guests or anything that E-Town is up to, lots of information is available online at etown.org. Now let's go back to the E-Town stage as we revisit this show from 2003. Kathleen Edwards is going to come out and sing a little bit at the, uh, at the end of the show in the finale, and Delbert and his band are going to play some more music. But first, uh, Delbert, if it's all right with you, I thought we'd visit just a little bit before we get back to music. You know, I'm always talking about how music has this amazing ability to kind of bring people together. And just thinking about you growing up in Texas, uh, playing music in the 50s, at a time when there were really two pretty separate populations. It was pretty segregated. Yeah. But the music uh, changed that. Well, you know, back in that time, the way I remember it, segregation uh, kind of took a walk outside to the music, you know. Uh, we, you know, I never had any kind of trouble like some might imagine yeah. uh, playing in black clubs or, uh, or just having any trouble at all, you know. Yeah. Played a lot with uh, Jimmy Reed, uh, Big Joe Turner, yeah. Howlin' Wolf, Sonny Boy Williamson's, yeah. Lightning Hopkins, Freddie King, B.B. Yeah. King. Yeah. And this was, you were kind of in a band that was uh, the band of choice, kind of like a house band? We were the house band, yeah, yeah. in Fort Worth at yeah. a club called Jack's Place. I also was thinking about, you know, the top of the show, I was talking about how you had all these influences and you kind of roll them all up into music that comes out like yours. And some of that stuff is Texas. Texas has that thing with Bob Wills, who, who drew from a lot of the other yeah. kinds of music. And right. so it's jazz and big band, but it's also blues and yeah. fiddle tunes. And Did you get to see those guys at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bob Wills and his Yeah, band? I yeah. used to. My parents, there was an old club. I was in, I'm from Lubbock, Texas. And uh, back in the 40s, uh, Lubbock was just a little tiny West Texas town, still in very big. Uh, but they had a place called the Cotton Club, was this big old dance hall. You know, today, it's not like it was back then. People went out to dance rather than to go and just be seen or to be crazy, which is, that's okay too, you know, <laughs> all within moderation. But uh, the kids would all play out in the parking lot. It was a dirt parking lot. You had to come down a dirt road to get to the place. Big old wooden honky-tonk with the doors. Would, would, I mean, the windows on the side, would, you know, you could put them up and latch them. And there's, the kids, we'd all be playing in the parking lot, and our parents would be in listening to Bob Wills dancing, you know. And I'd go hang in the window and listen a while. And well, I used to play some shows with Leon McAuliffe, and he told them that people, yeah. people used to come and actually put the baby's bassinets up on the stage yeah. during the dances, just leave them up there. Well, it was a different world, you know. Yeah. It really was a whole different yeah. thing. And, uh, and it was acceptable. Like you said, it was, it was a family, family thing. Yeah. And then the only thing I just want to touch on before we get back to music is that you've had a kind of a change of uh, direction the last few years where, you know, you became more like the master of your own domain, not in the Seinfeld sense, but in the... <laughs> but you've got your own label, you produce your own records, and you write your own songs now, and you're, you know, this is a different kind of experience for you than, than you've is, had yeah. for years. It's, uh, it's really good, you know. The, the last record that I did for a major label came out, and it was up and running and doing better than any record I ever had in my life. And four months after the release, there was one call made from New York, from Universal, the parent company, and they said, stop everything. There is no more Rising Tide label. So just like blowing out a candle. And I promised myself that I would never 
ever do another record that I didn't own and that I didn't have complete control of. So I, I made the record uh, Nothing Personal right. and uh, leased it to New West Records, which is an independent. Very music-friendly label. Yeah, very artist-friendly. Yeah. That means I made some money. <laughs> and won a Grammy. Yeah. And won a Grammy, too. Well, it's working. It's working well. Some great songs on these last couple Thank records, you. especially. Thank you very much. All right, Delbert, thanks. We're going to get back to music. Thanks. Welcome back, if you would, along with this great band, Mr. Delbert McClinton. Thank you all. Right. 
Delbert McClinton. The new CD is called Room to Breathe out on New West Records. It's got Don Wise on the sax, Terry Thompson on the trumpet, Rob McNally, guitar, Kevin Kendry on the keys, Lynn Williams on the drums, and George Hawkins on the bass. Well, folks, we've got time for one more song. We're going to get Kathleen Edwards out and uh, see what we can figure out. I want to thank everybody for being part of the show this week. Once again, I want to thank Kathleen Edwards along with uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Colin Cripp on the guitar from up there in Ontario, Canada. I want to thank our award winner, Dr. Martin Lazar, helping spread uh, unused medical supplies to places where they're really needed. Special thanks to Delbert McClinton and his band. Of course, Helen Forster and the E-Tones. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week, right here in E-Town. about history I don't know much biology I don't know much about a science book I don't know much about the French I took but I know that I love you and I know if you love me too what a wonderful world it would be Don't know much about triology Don't know much about algebra I don't know what a slide rule is for 
history I don't know much biology I don't know much about a science book I don't know much about the French I took but I know that I love you and I know if you love me too what a wonderful world it would be Don't know much about triology Don't know much about algebra I don't know what a slide rule is for But I do know one and one is two If there's one I could be with you What a wonderful world it would be Don't know much about history don't know much biology I don't know much about a science book I don't know much about the French I took But I do know that I love you And I know if you love me too What a wonderful world this would be What a wonderful world this would be This is a production of E-Town. There it is, Delbert McClinton, Kathleen Edwards, and our award winner, Dr. Martin Lazar from Texas. I'm Nick Forster. Thanks for listening.